Welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast, where today's brightest minds in the medical device industry go to get their most useful and actionable insider knowledge, direct from some of the world's leading medical device experts and companies. Welcome to a special episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. Uh, it's special because, well, I want to sort of recap the year 2018, talk about some things that have happened, but also start to think about some of the things that, that I expect are going to happen in 2019. And yeah, folks, it's just going to be me today. Uh, so I uh, hope you enjoy this. But first, I thought I'd look back on the year 2018. And if you remember back uh, toward the beginning of the year, uh, we put out a post at Greenlight Guru, five predictions for the medical device industry in 2018. And the first one, let me just do a br- brief recap of all those and see you know, where we stood or you know, what, what really happened on those predictions. The first prediction that, that I had is it's going to be harder for medical devices to get to market and stay in market in the EU. And I would say that, you know, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of clarity that was provided uh, in the year 2018 on on that path, the, the new EU MDR and the IVDR path. So still pretty confusing, still a lot to be done uh, and, and a lot more clarity, hopefully, uh, that will come in 2019. We'll talk more about that here in a few minutes. Uh, number two, uh, there's going to be a mad dash to update ISO 13485 certification before the deadline. And yeah, I think we saw a lot of that happening. We saw auditing organizations that were being booked very and then resources constrained and all that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I don't know that everybody's got through the queue uh, that wanted to, but but I know there's been a lot of progress on that. And yeah, there was a lot of people that came late to the party on that, but that, that seemed to move along pretty well. Number three, ISO 14971 will be revised for industry comment. Yeah, that happened uh, in about uh, September, October-ish timeframe. There was a draft version of ISO 14971 that was out for comment. Everything points to this being revised in 2019. Again, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit as well. But, um, you know, the good news from what I saw in the draft standard, a lot of commonality from the existing version, some subtle changes, some things that will be a little bit more um, specific. But but by and large, uh, you know, I I believe it's going to be for the most part, stay the course with risk management. Uh, we still have a lot of work to do on that uh, in, as an industry anyway. 2018 prediction number four was Health Canada will back off on MDSAP deadline. Uh, I really thought that was going to happen because of the constraints that, that this would provide for a lot of companies. Now, you know, bigger companies, this the MDSAP uh, criteria didn't seem to be a real constraint. Smaller companies, I, I've heard a lot of anecdotes from small and mid-sized companies that that this is a, a challenging thing for them to to consider. And uh, Health Canada has pretty much stuck to their guns on this. They didn't really back down. And um, the fifth prediction for 2018 was medical device companies shift from compliance-focused to quality-focused. Uh, th- there, there's been some movement there. I still think we have a long, long way to go. Uh, Case for Quality program is a good example, but you know we're still at the very, very cusp of of this shift because you know, frankly, folks, a compliance-focused approach has been sort of ingrained into us as medical device professionals for a long, long time. So we're trying to shift that. Um, I know FDA is very, very proactive on that. But anyway, those were the predictions for 2018. 
And before I transition to talk about some of the predictions for 2019, I just want to remind you all that you know, Greenlight Guru, we're the only EQMS software solution that's designed for the medical device industry, specifically and exclusively for the medical device industry. And it's been designed by medical device professionals. So people that, that are doing, going through and dealing with the same challenges and, and issues that you're faced with as medical device professionals, those are the people that have designed the Greenlight Guru platform. So if you want to see something that's refreshing, uh, improve your, your quality as a medical device professional, help you shift from being compliance focused to quality focused, I would encourage you to go to www.greenlight.guru to learn more. All right, so let's get on to the six predictions that I have for the medical device industry in 2019. And there is a, a blog post uh, that that goes into some more detail about this. But let's just say the, the last half of uh, 2018 has been pretty exciting. A lot of news on the regulatory front, and, and I'll talk a lot about this as we go through these predictions. The first prediction is that wearable medical devices will become more common. Um, and, and, you know, this happened uh, earlier this year where we saw uh, Apple uh, was granted uh, two different de novos for the Apple Watch for EKG uh, monitoring. I think we're going to see uh, this is the beginning of a trend, I think. And I, I would say kind of add a, a twist on the wearable devices becoming more common. I think the other thing that we're going to see are um, the influx of a lot of uh, traditionally non-medical device companies, consumer good companies, start to enter the medical device market. You know, certainly Apple being one. There are others like you know, Fitbit is one that often comes to mind, especially when you start talking about Apple Watch and things like that. But even, you know, companies like Bose, you know, they – they quietly uh, have uh, a device that, that went through FDA processes on hearing aids. And I think there will be a lot more of companies that, you know, we haven't normally referred to them as med device companies, but I think they'll start to enter that. And the, and the wearable trend is, is very, very hot right now. You know, and FDA has, has a guidance document on general wellness devices. So there is a distinction between, between general wellness and medical device do refer to that guidance document. It does provide quite a bit of clarity, but I think we'll see a lot of, of companies in the wearable space start to make that shift. 2019 prediction number two, EU MDR challenges. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning of 2018, the, one of my predictions is it's going to be more difficult to get products to market in, in the EU. And, and unfortunately, that, that one sticks around. Uh, it's no clearer today, in my opinion, uh, on the on how this is going to work and and who's going to be available to to help uh, get products to market in the EU, it's no clearer today than it was uh, a year ago. Quite frankly, uh, maybe a little bit actually clearer, but generally speaking, it's still very confusing. There's there's we're very much into that that uh, three year transition for EU MDR. Uh, I believe we're about a year and a half in, so we're about the halfway mark. IVDR has a little bit longer, but still, you know, there's. There's a lot of work that's going to be done, and and um, the interesting thing for me is in my career, you know, 20 plus year career in the med device industry, uh, I've seen uh, sort of this flip flop. It used to be uh, largely perceived that going to market in the EU would be quicker and, and easier, not 100% across the board, but there are certain, definitely certain uh, device categories and segments where it would be a lot easier to get clearance in the EU uh, versus like FDA, and and I'll talk more about this here in a moment, but we're seeing a f basically that, that flip-flop. Uh, 
FDA is being a lot more progressive on some of the programs, some of the ways to get to market. And like I said, I'll talk about that here in a moment. But but EU is going to be probably one of the most, if not the most challenging uh, markets for med device companies, uh, certainly in 2019, uh, unless something dramatically changes. Prediction number three, yes, we will see an ISO 14971 revision. Uh, I don't know the exact time frame. Uh, my gut tells me it's probably going to be uh, sometime in the, you know, around mid-year. I uh, don't know that for certain, but um, we should expect to see a, a new revision. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, the um, next prediction, FDA QSR harmonizing with ISO 13485-2016. Uh, if this is some of that news that we've been hearing from the FDA this year, FDA announced uh, several times. I actually just saw something just a couple of days ago. Uh, about their their interest in moving away from 21 CFR Part 820, you know the QSRs, in favor of ISO 13485. And I know there are a lot of people out there like this probably isn't really going to happen, but but I believe it will um, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which are the efforts that FDA has put into MDSAP, uh, Case for Quality, and a lot of the other initiatives. Uh, this I think this is going to happen much faster than than most people might think. Uh, so I would expect in 2019 we'll start to see that transition plan uh, be be somewhat defined and and uh, that transition period uh, somewhat articulated as well. But folks do do start to prepare yourselves for this. I, I truly do believe this is coming. The other thing that I think is interesting about this one is the we all know about 1345. It was revised in 2016, and there's a three-year adoption period. So that you know March of 2019, if you were ISO certified, you need to have made that transition. And and what I think is also interesting is that the um, ISO TC210 working group. This is the group that's responsible for updating and maintaining this, the 1345 standard has already communicated that they're going to be meeting in, in early 2019 to talk about additional updates to that standard. So, you know, here we go again. There's there's this effort that, that's going to be looking at 1345, possibly making some revisions. Some of that work's probably going to start in 2019. Uh, that coupled with FDA moving from the QSR to 1345. And keep in mind, FDA does have representation as this uh, as part of this ISO TC 210 working group on the standard. So I think there will be a lot more to come on that as well. Uh, 2019 prediction number five, FDA's case for quality is going to continue and, and it's going to gain momentum. And this is a, an area that I've really dived uh, pretty deep and just try to, to understand a lot more about the program. Uh, I've been, uh, I've, as you know, if you've been uh, uh, participating in any of the Greenlight Guru webinars, we've partnered with the FDA on a webinar series on case for quality. So I definitely would encourage you to go check that out. We're coming out with a uh, an ebook uh, on the Case for Quality initiative that should be coming out here pretty soon as well. Uh, it's a fantastic program, uh, and you know, part of the the Case for Quality. There's a lot of initiatives that are involved with this. Uh, the, the big one for medical device companies is this medical device uh, discovery appraisal program, MDDAP. And it's being performed by the CMMI Institute uh, is the, the entity that's doing this. But it's sort of a refreshing look at the health of your business. I mean, historically, the way company health has been somewhat assessed is how compliant their quality system is to the regulations. 
I'm not saying that compliance goes away completely, but, but that's not necessarily a, the, the best way to measure the health of a business. So the the, the CMMI appraisal process, very it's, it's well uh, established. It's been in process or in place now uh, for over 20 years, been used in a lot of different industries. It's new word to the medical device industry, uh, but I see the MDDAP initiative being a really refreshing way uh, for companies to assess and, and improve uh, true quality within their organization. So do check that out. But there's a lot of other initiatives that are part of the case for quality. We've been working, like I said, very closely with FDA. We're working very closely with CMMI Institute. Uh, we're also uh, working with MDIC, the Medical Device Innovation Consortium, who's um, they're all working together in some of these case for quality initiatives. So a lot of exciting things happening there. And then my last prediction uh, for 2019 is that we should expect the FDA to continue to shake up regulatory submission processes and do so in a good way. Uh, we've for roughly about a year ish or so, certainly um, the last six to nine months. There have been pretty frequent uh, announcements from the FDA about, you know, abbreviated 510Ks and special 510Ks and alternative 510Ks and, and you know, guidance on de novo and so on. And sort of the, the big news that, that came out from FDA on submission process happened toward the end of September. And this is when FDA announced that they were going to modernize the 510K process and that they were going to refer to this new pathway as the safety and performance-based pathway. Uh, it's so big. Um, and again, there's more details to come. And you, know, you can listen to previous episodes of the Global Medical Device Podcast where Mike Drews from Vascular Sciences and I spoke or talked a little bit about what this means and how big of a deal it is. But some have called this, including uh, uh, Dr. Gottlieb, the FDA commissioner, the most significant modernization of the medical device review process in a generation. So uh, I would expect that we'll see a lot more to come on this new safety and performance-based pathway, a lot more details to be provided on this. Uh, as well as other announcements from FDA. You know, FDA has has a part of their mission is, is certainly to ensure and promote the health of of patients, um, but they they're also very interested in innovation and they want to be uh, thought of as a you know one of the leading markets to bring devices to market um, as, as soon as possible. So you know, I, I'm, I do applaud uh, what FDA is doing. Um, they're they're trying to be progressive. They're trying to be, um, I'll say, creative and innovative in the ways that which device companies can get their technologies to uh, the market in the least burdensome uh, way possible. So I think there will be a lot more to come on this, but you know, stay tuned. But just wanted to share with you uh, uh, some of the predictions from 2018, review those, and then also what I expect uh, we should see in the industry in 2019. And uh, for all of you, please continue to listen to the Global Medical Device Podcast. Share the news with your friends. I also wanted to, to let you know that um, we got a new podcast that's going to be coming out in 2019, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to be sharing some true quality stories from customers and partners and, and other medical device companies and, and resources. So be sure to, to stay tuned and, and be ready to, to check out that new podcast that we'll be rolling out in 2019. So happy holidays, happy new year, and uh, look forward to talking to you all very soon.